Welcome to issue 92 of Critical Encounters, a podcast about Marvel Champions, a living card game by Fantasy Flight Games. Here we take a good look at that most critical piece of the game, the encounter sets. We'll discuss those poorly understood characters, unfairly labeled villains, and their various plans to shape humanity and benefit the planet, as well as those so-called heroes intent on thwarting them. I'm one of your hosts, Daniel, and tonight I am joined by my dear friend, Mike. How are you? Daniel, good to see you again. Long time. Ben, Ben, almost day. Almost day. <laughs> um, also with us tonight is our dear, dear friend, Steve. How are you, sir? I'm well. How are you? I'm great. And Steve, I've got a question for you just to start us all up. Oh, okay. Steve, what's on your mind tonight? Well... This has been weighing on me ever since I heard something in last week's podcast. Oh. Hmm. Okay. Daniel. Yeah. You're nothing to me now. You're not a podcaster. You're not a friend. I don't want to know you or what you do. I don't want to see you at the cons. I don't want you near my house. When you see our wandering took, I want to know a day in advance so I won't be there. You understand? <laughs> <laughs> that, of course, is the most pleasant family, the Godfather. <laughs> well, what what made you think of that, Steve? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, should I, like, start packing boxes or what? I knew it was you, Daniel. I knew it was you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. Well, thanks, Steve. You're welcome. I'm really glad I asked what was on your mind tonight. <laughs> I am too. <laughs> um, Mike. Hi. As, as lead editor of the Daily Bugle newsroom, <laughs> I hear you have something like that you need to tell us about. Daniel, what issue yeah. are we on? Well, I believe in the intro I just recorded, we're issue 92. 92, that's eight yeah. away from a nice round number. And oh. we want your recordings. So. All you listeners out there, we are soliciting anything, really. Sound bites on maybe some happy villain moments, maybe some favorite segments of the show, maybe some happy memories. Anything fun, keep it positive. You can record yourself or uh, reach out to one of us and we can help you record and send it to us, criticalencounterspod at gmail.com. And hey, Look out for our survey on Facebook and Discord. We've got a lot of questions coming your way, and we want to get some community feedback. Yeah, leave some responses, and we'll, you know, maybe we'll read them in the show. We'll play your sound bites. We want to talk about the community in this game, right? This game's a lot of fun. We have a lot of fun playing it, and I'd like to hear like how people think this game has evolved and grown, and what what they're beginning to appreciate about it. And yeah, and like you said, keep it positive. Hey guys, can, speaking of positive, do you know what I did tonight for the first time? What? Did you play Nebula? <laughs> no, I don't know what I'm talking about. No, <laughs> I I said the intro from memory. Oh, wow. Nice. Have you guys done that? Uh, I've tried. I have recited yeah. it to myself in the car. Yeah, so, yeah. 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 I, I, I looked down one time. Wow. So I, it's like, it's 92% memory. Oh, issue 92. Perfect. Oh, geez. I didn't even think of that. 
So speaking of issue 92, Steve, what are we doing tonight? It, I, it, seems, it says here it's a shadow of the past episode. What does that mean? What does that mean for an issue? Oh, we're moving along from Nebula. Yeah, more Nebula. We've already done Villain oh Nebula 1-2. We're going to look at Gamora's nemesis, Nebula. Hey! And Mike is going to give us some great information about a uh, good story about Nebula. So take it away, Mike. Oh, modern Nebula. Daniel. You might recall a couple weeks back, mm-hmm. Steve gave us the tragic backstory to our beloved Nebula. Right. I do. I remember how much, like bad I felt for her and how I didn't want to beat her. Yeah. I mean, she was just treated ruthlessly by ruthlessly. both her father and her sister, Gamora. Any friend she ever had. Yeah. Okay. You, have two, you have two daughters, right? I do. And they're a pair, right? Yes. Most of the time, kind of, sort of, you know, if one of them's in trouble, does the other one step in, help them out? I think that's fair to say. A little bit. I mean, yeah. sure, kids will be kids, but, you know, sisters are there to you know, provide refuge. Gamora could have given Nebula some solace, maybe an ear to listen to, perhaps even act as her guardian. But instead, Gamora just continually, ruthlessly taunted her. She beat her at everything she was pitted against her in. And mm. continually asserted her dominance, all to covet their father's favor, all for herself. Now, years later, even after Nebula turns against Thanos, those old wounds are still very much there. So put yourselves, dear listeners, in 2018 on the heels of the Infinity Wars. Not the Infinity Wars that were in the theaters, the other Infinity Wars in the comics, where Gamora has done it again. Not only did she finally succeed in the family business, i.e. destroying half of all life in the universe, but she also stole what was owed to Nebula. Gamora killed Thanos, thus robbing Nebula of her opportunity for revenge. Oh, man. I have. Yeah. Right? It's just in September 2018, uh, as published in the series As Guardians of the Galaxy, this is where Daniel asked what's an Asgardian, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, you mean Asgard? Yeah. Nebula. But I do love I do love the pun of Asgardians. Yes. Oh, this yep. is a series where it's it's a whole crew of Asgardians headed by Angela. It includes it, that's that uh, awesome aggression ally that costs nothing, but you pull out a, a minion. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There's Angela. Uh, Scourge, the Executioner, who's brought back from Hell for another hurrah. There's Throg, otherwise known as Frog Thor. Uh, Valkyrie, <laughs> who's sharing a body with archaeologist Annabelle Riggs. It's a thing. And Thunderstrike, a human with a bunch of Asgardian tech. And a giant colossus piloted by Kid Loki. Uh, hashtag best Loki ever. Okay. He's not like the kid in that second Indiana Jones, is he? No, no. That's why I think kids, yeah, short, kids in movies, this should never happen. No, well... Or is he like Scrappy-Doo? Oh, talk right. about a villain. Okay, no, no. okay, talk about a villain. I'm going to put it in an unscripted aside here. Go read the... What was it? Young Avengers 2012? 2014? It's the, the one where they introduce uh, Miss America Chavez. Uh, that Young Avengers series has Loki in it. Kid Loki. And he is absolutely amazing. He is so shrewd. Always scheming. It's a good series through and through, but also a good one for the from the film. So he's part. he's kind of like Logan and Veronica Mars. I um I don't know that because I have not <laughs> seen that. <laughs> I don't know that either. So 
You're okay, you guys Mike. need to branch out in your interests. <laughs> Lord. Apparently, All I right. need to watch this thing. <laughs> what are we talking about? <laughs> I forgot, actually. All right. 2018, <laughs> as published in As Guardians of the Galaxy, Nebula undertakes a quest to supplant Gamora as the most dangerous woman in the galaxy. Nice. Okay. How does one do that, you might ask? How does one do that, I ask? There you go. I also ask how one does that. Step one, you kidnap a dwarf and force it to do your bidding. <laughs> oh my god. I was emotionally unprepared for you to say that. I was that. drinking at the time. That was not a good idea. <laughs> Well, be prepared to take a drink whenever that happens, because this is apparently some kind of trope. Doesn't this happen in the movies? They don't kidnap the dwarf, but yeah, he's in the movie. Yeah. But they, they force him. Are these like the the dwarves in like Asgard, like Norse mythy dwarves? Yes. 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 Oh, okay. Yeah. So like they're, they're they they do tech and they like build stuff and okay. Yeah. No, I believe in they've, the movies. They've been kidnapped before in the mythos. Yeah. I, okay. In the movie, Thanos forces them to like make him the gauntlet. And then eventually the Thor and Rocket go there and they find sure. him and they he, he yeah. makes Stormbreaker and stuff for them. That kind yeah. of thing. So, yeah. And in Norse yeah. myths, Loki and Freya are always wheeling a deal with them to make some kind of thing. And yeah. They've designed lots of stuff. All right. It's apparently what you do. So she holds a colony of dwarves hostage and convinces one of them that she'd let the others go if he'd just forge her a weapon and guide her to a relic of great power. The weapon she chooses is an axe that can cleave through space, thus allowing her to warp wherever she wants. Mm. And the relic she's after is a horn that summons Nagelfar. Daniel, do you remember what the Nagelfar is? Um, you mean the ship? The ship? Yes. Now in this yeah, case, made of dead people's fingernails. But yes, Whoa. it's constructed yeah. entirely of fingernails. Yeah. And all the dwarves well, here, they're lacking their fingernails. Yeah. Because Lo been, yeah, yeah, Loki builds it in the end in Ragnarok. Okay. In, in the myth, in like Norse myth, like in it's Norse the thing myth. that Loki shale, sails into Ragnarok with his army of the dead. And yeah, it's made out of dead people's fingernails and toenails. Got it. Okay. Which I think is like so creative. It's very creepy. Yeah. And super creepy. Great image. Anyway, yes. I don't want to spoil that. That's in this series. Some fun tie ins. You'll like that. Okay. Uh, the point, but. The general theme is correct, right? It's an okay. armada, constructive fingernails, crewed by the soulless <laughs> corpses of the universe's dead gods. Oh, okay, I like that. It's, it's dead gods. That's a little change. I like that. Yep. Mm -hmm. And uh, true to her word, Nebula does let the other dwarves go. Oh, that sounds so sweet of her. Into the cold void of space. Yeah. Less sweet. A mercy, he says, for the dwarf that survived, as his family would never see what a true coward he was. Wow. Cold, eh? Yeah. You know, is this Mike, is your story gonna make me kind of lose my sympathetic view of Nebula? Okay, let me let me turn it around just a little bit here. Let's let let's go to step two and we'll see how this progresses. So I'm gonna like her after step two? I think you'll feel for her a little more. I'm kind of backing her on this. I like like she's really leaning into being the villain here now, you know. I so So are we saying like, you know, the, the mistreatment she is has you know dealt with over time has turned her to this it seems like it but let's see what happens in step two well i'm i'm ready to get my sympathies back on board what's step two mike all right step two destroy earth of course oh Isn't that what every villain wants to do wait that, oh, okay. hmm. that wouldn't be so bad if we didn't live here but, well 
<laughs> okay. Uh, destroy Earth. Step two. Yeah. Great. All right. Okay. So the Asgardians, they can't catch her because she has an axe that can cut her way to any point. She sure does. So they are, of course, late to the party. And what a party it is. It's an all-out war with hordes of dead gods. Now, Loki, who is part of these Asgardians of the Galaxy, goes on ahead. And he's a, he's a god. He can basically travel as fast as he wants. And he reaches Nebula first. And though he is part of their group, he is, of course, as always, a schemer. And he wants Nagalthar for himself. Because, after all, in the lore, Loki rides on this, on this armada in Ragnarok. It's his damn boat. It is. So... What does he do? He uses his magic, and he's big into illusions, right? So he tries to trick Nebula with his illusions. You know, in one case, showing her a battle in which the as Guardians of the Galaxies fall, right? They're 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 going in, and she's watching her the dead gods just destroy them all. Great scenes. If you want to see a bunch of so-called heroes get chewed up, great scene. Uh, this is, of course, to lull her into a false sense of security. However, as we know from Steve's story last week. Nebula has escaped the God Quarry. She can see through these illusions. She's far too cunning to be tricked by these ones. Mm. I was going to ask yeah. about like the tie-in to that illusion oh, thing. Is like is Loki playing on that kind of? No, no, no. She okay. He cannot best her at this. You know, she she can see through all of them except one uh -oh. because she has a weak spot. Mm -hmm. Deep down, she has always wanted her big sister to notice her and realize the true potential she has within her. Loki latches onto that desire, and suddenly a vision of Gamora bursts onto the scene. And I'll, I'll read directly from the comic here. You wanted me to notice you, Nebula? Well, you got your wish, you pitiful little worm. And with that entrance, she strikes. Nebula, being as dexterous as she is, dodges in the nick of time. Come at me again, she responds. See how quickly I'll cut you down. And Gamora runs her through. Now, if you have the Nebula Hero Pack, check out the artwork on Lethal Weapon from her Nemesis set. That's the direct scene from this comic. It is Gamora with her sword through Nebula's chest and her ripping Nebula's arm off. And it's brutal. It's brutal. Look at the fear in Nebula's eyes. Jeez. But Gamora continues. That's how fast it all comes crumbling down, Nebula. That's how quickly your dreams sneak up on you and turn into nightmares. It shouldn't come as a surprise, though. We both knew how this fight would end. We both know that you've never been anything close to my equal. And ultimately, that's why the illusion works. Because deep down, Nebula believes every single word. Isn't that tragic? God. <sighs> okay, she I like her again. herself to be defeated. And of course, the battle's lost after that. She's stunned in fear and the horn is stolen from her. Luckily, she still has her axe that can let her warp through space, so she escapes. And maybe we'll see her again, and maybe she'll have a chance to exact her revenge. Well, that's a good story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Man, that's heartbreaking. I think it's her at her most villainous. And... And, and then weakest there. Yeah. Yeah, all at once. I mean, she has her brutality, but she was also really triggered by what Gamora had just done. But it also wasn't Gamora, right? Uh, true, yeah. So it was absolutely not. Well, that sounds like a good series to read. I'm gonna, I might have to give that one a read. Absolutely, it's a good one. Yeah, the the Gamora, sorry, the the Nebula storyline is the first four or five issues, and then the next are a different one, equally entertaining, but different villains. Fascinating. All yeah. right. So, I mean, that's a story. Now, 
shall we uh, put these onto cards? Sure. I think we should, and I think we should have Daniel read our obligation, because this is a standard Nemesis set, five cards plus an obligation. Is that what we do? Mm-hmm. Because, Mike, you know you'll be reading the next card. <laughs> All right. So Gamora's obligation is called Unfulfilled Destiny. And maybe we'll learn someday what that's all about. So, like all the obligations, give it to the Gamora player. You may flip to Alter Ego form and choose. Exhaust your Alter Ego. Remove Unfulfilled Destiny from the game. Or choose and discard two events from your hand. Discard this obligation. And it has two boost icons. Eh. Yeah. It's got the standard front half. Yep. Right? And, yeah. I mean, Gamora wants uh, events so she can play a thwart and do something, then play an attack yep. and do something. So, you know, and you can't do the second half if you don't have two events in your hand. That's true. That's true. I, yeah, I wouldn't do the second half. I don't think I ever have. And I know in some cases, I for certain heroes, I don't want to ever see this card. But Gamora, I don't, I don't care. I go to Alter Ego, I exhaust my, my cards, so what? Everything I do is in an event. That's right. It does not bother her at all. And I, while I'm in Alter Ego, I can trigger my conditioning room and get an event into my hand, so I have a bigger hand size. And use her Alter Ego ability, right? Which yep. might get you a card, too. So, yeah, whatever. It's not too exciting. <laughs> no, it's it doesn't really seem to hurt her at all. I'm sort of unfulfilled by this card. I, I do am unfulfilled by this card. It makes me love Nebula more. There you go. Right. Yeah. It's supposed to hurt her sister, and it just helps her. Yep. Oh, my God. God. Oh, this, maybe that's actually brilliant design. We'll have to ask Caleb about that. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Because, <laughs> like, <laughs> is Nebula's obligation just, like, terrible? <laughs> right. Oh, my God. Morris stabs you through the heart. <laughs> you lose. You lose. Um, okay. <laughs> anyway, we'll get to that, I'm sure. So, Mike, tell us about Yo. Nebula the minion. Nebula in minion form. Not quite as powerful as her villain form. One scheme, two attack, five hit points. She is elite and scoundrel traded. Hmm. Is that a first? That's a first. Uh, it's a first. Yeah. Okay. Retaliate two. Oof. Forced interrupt. When this minion would enter play, discard the Nebula ally from play. Okay. And this has three boost icons. Of course, Nebula ally, because that is in Gamora's set. It's part of her signature. Sure. So we've never seen Scoundrel. What makes Nebula a Scoundrel? Also, have we ever seen Retaliate two? Modok is Retaliate two. Is he? So okay. Yeah, he, but he's the only, and he's from the core, right? So we haven't seen it okay. since then printed on okay. a card. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now in Modoc, okay. that makes sense because he's got so many hit points. Here with five, that's five is kind yeah. of the territory where you probably won't get hit by Retaliate too if you don't want to be hit. Right. Right. It it's gonna suck up one of those hero attacks, right? You're gonna have to waste a big hit, or you're gonna take Retaliate too, and you don't want to do that. Right. Right. I'm digging the three icons, though. Yep. yep. I'm a little disappointed that she doesn't have the criminal trait, just so that she would play into the space pirates, <laughs> right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, so, what makes her a scoundrel, guys? 
I just assumed it was part of her hanging out with space pirates. Maybe she's yeah. a scoundrel that she got them all recruited. But again, I I think it would be a little more thematic if she was able to get pulled from their set. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I mean, we we see her as a villain. We see her as a minion. We see her as an ally. We're going to see her as a hero. So she's like... She's complicated. Yeah, and then scoundrel is... She's not a good guy. She's not a bad guy. She just is. So she's like a Han Solo. He's a scoundrel. I was going to say, right? Han Solo is a scoundrel. Okay. Oh, I changed yeah. my mind. She's a scoundrel because she plays with heroes sometimes. Yeah. Mm, yes. Good point. I like that she's elite. Yep, absolutely. I'm grateful for that. She should be. She's earned elite status. Hmm. Well, Steve, what's she trying to do in this one? Well, we know that Gamora and Nebula have a sibling rivalry, which is the side scheme. One day, sister, our father will see that I am far more worthy than you, Nebula. Players other than Gamora cannot remove threat from sibling rivalry. Forced response, after the villain phase begins, deal one face-down encounter card to Gamora. It has four threat on it and three boost icons. Oof. All right. We've never seen this effect at all, right? Like, only one character can deal with this? I think this is the first. I love that. Yeah, the closest we have is the Yotat card that says it can only be removed if Drax does the damage. So here's one where only Gamora can thwart. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It's very great for Nemesis. I mean, it's your card. You better deal with it. So yeah. That is so fantastic. No, it's good. And it, it re- it's really thematic, right? Right. Nebula's only got eyes on taking out Gamora. Yeah, and then the the response there is your, it doesn't, matter i mean in a four-player game the other three players what do they care (laughs) (laughs) they're not getting a bonus card it's like a hazard just for gamora um so gamora is gonna have to deal with it if she doesn't want that extra card every turn so yeah it's great i love it it's yeah i really i think that's neat yeah the theme is cool like like mike said it's just nebula's got blinders on for anything else except for taking out gamora and three boost icons, so we've got two cards in the with three boost icons, which is pretty nice. No, oh, yeah. Yeah, I just love that this card has like no global effect. Right. 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 Doesn't <laughs> Like I said, four player game does nothing to the other three players. They're like, yeah, whatever, okay. And so the other players would be like, Gamora, do you really need to deal with that now? Like the main scheme has got some problems. Right. You know, and it just piles up on her. Oh, I love that. Well, and it could take her a few rounds to get rid of. Um if you know, if she only has a two thwart and she triggers her ability one time, that's only three. Like, she's got to dedicate some resources to clear off four from this. Yeah. If you've built her to trigger all of her responses in her, any given round, then it's probably taking you your turn to get her to deal with this. Right. And you're not dealing with everything else. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. You know what it does, Daniel, is it sort of puts you in a bind. You know, I was just going to say that, Steve. Thanks a lot. All right. Go ahead, say it. You so, can say it. The moment is lost. No. Damage done, Steve. So our <laughs> next card in this set is the attachment in a bind. You attach this to Gamora. You treat Gamora's printed text box as if it were blank, except for traits. Hero action. Choose and discard an attack event from your hand and deal one damage to Gamora discard this card and it has a one boost uh meh say more mike why okay the effect is great because gamora lives and dies by her text mm-hmm. easy to get rid of you discard an attack you deal a damage fine 
Like, if this is going to be disruptive, it needs to at least exhaust her or something. Right. She has an event, an attack event in her hand. But if you've built her in any way to take advantage of her ability, sorry, in any way that this card will actually hurt you, then you have an attack event in your hand. Her whole thing is, like, attack events do thwarting and thwarting events do attack. It should make you discard an attack and thwart event from your hand, right? right? Like, her whole thing is both. So it should be both. Then it's, I mean, then it's like your obligation. It's making you pitch two cards. Yeah, an attack yeah. event and a thwart event. But you'd have to word it so that it would not target one of those attack slash thwart events. Uh, the only issue I can see there is through ill luck, you could be blanked for multiple turns, which right. I don't think is the intent of this card. It's like, it's a temporary, a temporary issue, right? Like, I mean, obviously, if you build, if you build it right, you're not going, I mean, you'll, I played Gamora. More often than not, you have a thwart event and an attack event. Right, because her whole, like, deck building um, shtick lets you add those types of cards. Yeah, to so you, you always have, this. so probably, guys, you're right. Like, if, if that were what it says, that would be better, but yeah. it could it could hamper you longer than intended. And a blank text box is bad. And I would be okay too. Like if it said an attack event and a thwart event, I would be okay if it was even the same card because that like what is it cross counter? That's a great card. You're still forcing to get rid of the like right. a good card. There's not a lot of cards that are both sure. traits, right? Um, yeah, I mean. It, it's very Nemesis style. I mean, it only targets Gamora again, which is great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and and thematically, like, I guess it's okay that Gamora has a slightly easy time dealing with her Nemesis. Yeah, that's true. It's <laughs> true. Right? Like, yeah. like Gamora's more Nebula's Nemesis than vice versa, right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. So I, I think it's kind of thematically funny that Gamora's like, eh, oh dear, my sister's appeared. Not even the art's not even Nebula. It's some weird alien guys, right? It's, uh, um, those are the the Badoon, uh, the Brutes, the Badoon. Oh, okay, yeah. Those are Nebula's crew, maybe. No, they're. It's completely different. It's just this. So Badoon it's totally different. All right. And it's their brutes that they keep on leash. I can't remember what they're called. Yeah, they have a okay. specific name. Uh, if you go back and listen to Badoon Band of Badoon, we talk about them. We got one left. Oh, you've saved the best for last. This one, this one's the opposite side of the coin. This is brutal. Waylay, two copies of this treachery. When revealed, stun and confuse Gamora. Not you, Gamora. <laughs> if Gamora is already stunned or confused, this card gains surge to boost icons. Yes. So, um... And there's two of them. Yeah. 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 Yeah, there's two of them. So all those events that say attack slash thwart, if you're either or confused, useless. And and the interesting bit is, it's like an obligation again. If player Drax draws us, he's just handing it over to Gamora, basically. Um, so it really hones in on her. But it stuns and confuses her. And then it's like, if she's already stunned or confused. Or confused. Not both. So if she is stunned... She gets confused and surges. And then surges. Yeah, that's yeah, my favorite part yeah. of this card. <laughs> yeah. And remember how I said earlier that her exhausting isn't such a bad deal because she uses her cards for everything? Well, this hurts her cards. Yes, yep. it's easy to get rid of her stun and confused by playing her events, but that's her thing. Right. Yeah. Uh, the weird. art looks pretty great, too. She's just like, 
taken down there, you know. Yeah, that's not something you see too often. Yeah. Love it. So that's a fun Nemesis set. What do, what do you what do you rate it? I have to give this one two different grades. One for efficacy and one for thematic wonder. <laughs> so, like, it's more thematically interesting than it is sort of gameplay interesting, if that makes sense. Like, as villain power, maybe a B minus. Yeah, I was gonna say a B. Yeah. yeah, as as like a theme home run of like it's easy for Gamora to deal with, except for Waylay does suck. Um, I give it an A. I love how it's just it's all about Gamora. Yeah, I love that. I love also what that does to a multiplayer game, like sort of the the politics of that. Yeah, yeah, and we, like I feel like a Nemesis set should do this sort of thing. Like I think this is a Nemesis set done right. It it's supposed to target the hero. It targets yeah. the hero because we have yeah, had boy. a few where it's like it really kind of hurts the hero's allies and friends or yes, Scarlet Witch. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Doctor but that's Strange. appropriate. But that's themat- thematically appropriate too, right? Yeah, there, right. there's some of those, but it, it's just nice to see it like really come in. But then we've had other ones where like I don't know what this has to do with the hero, but you know, and, and they'll be <laughs> mechanically great. But right. yeah, I love the theme here. So it's fun. It's great. Yeah. All right. Steve, do you have any parting words? Well, let me tell the folks how they could get a hold of us in our secret lair. How about that? Those are parting words. That's good. I want to remind everybody, if you want to send us audio clips, send us audio clips for our 100th issue. And you can do that by emailing us at criticalencounterspod at gmail.com. We are Critical Encounters on Facebook. You can find our YouTube channel by searching for Critical Encounters Podcast. And on Discord, we are Vardane, Big Foam Loaf, and Wandering Duke. If you like our show, tell your friends. If you don't like our show, tell your enemies. Nebula, take us out. You won't be Father's favorite for much longer, dear sister. 